0: I have noticed this week that you're you're calling Hotch Hotch and not Greg from Dharma and Greg. Is that is that okay with you? Yeah. I just I'm just noting that that something has changed.
1: Well I think we've both grown a lot. Also, honestly, I've now seen more episodes of Criminal Mind than of Dharma and Greg. I don't think I've ever seen ah. an episode of Dharma and Greg, actually. haven't either. I have either.
0: Everybody, welcome to Unsub Pod. Hey,
1: I'm Harry, one of your two hosts.
0: I'm Chanel, the other of your two hosts.
1: And uh, we're gonna dive into this week's episode. Do you want to do episode. a brief
0: recap? Yeah. So uh, this is we're still in season one, you guys. Um, this is so this is season we're one, episode six.
1: Out of yeah, <laughs> okay. we're, still, we're very much still in season one.
0: We were in season one. Everyone still has really bad hair. Um, so we're still in season one. This is episode six. It's called LDSK. Um, so a couple of things that happen in this episode uh, before we go into specifics. Uh, one is that we find out that Reed cannot shoot a gun. Um, yep. And whoops. And then the other is that the uh, the BAU goes to, I believe, Illinois to deal with a long distance serial killer. Um, Yes,
1: to go to Des Plaines, Illinois.
0: Right, that's what it was, right. Des Plaines, Illinois, to address this long-distance serial killer problem. Um, This guy who uh, shoots but doesn't kill his victims. It's all very interesting.
1: Before we start, I want to indicate that for a very long time, I assumed that the title LDSK referred to um, the Mormon church, like the Latter-day Saints.
0: Um, Oh. That's
1: not what it is. Wait. Up. So, what
0: would that be? Latter-day Saints kill. L- Latter-day Saints. Yeah.
1: S- <laughs> I mean, I like this. Um, and uh, this episode was also directed by Ernest Dickerson, um, which I was uh, excited to see because he um, was a cinematographer on a lot of the early Spike Lee movies. He was a cinematographer on *Brother from Another Planet*, and um, he directed the movie *Juice* and. Six episodes of The Wire, six episodes of Tremé, and in general, a lot of television.
0: Whoa! I love that you know that.
1: That is. Correct. I mean, you know, I, I recognize the name and I looked him up. I don't have his credits memorized, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Well.
0: Um. Okay, I'm looking at my notes, uh, which are on a beautiful legal pad. Um, nice.
1: So. Because I live in the 21st century, no big deal.
0: Yeah. Right. I'm a Luddite. Everyone knows this. I have a flip phone. It's fine. Um, so we're starting with some bros in a park?
1: Yeah. We, we're cutting back and forth, right, between, like, uh, a dad and his son playing football in a park and uh, a dad and his son at the firing range, except it's a firing range for <laughs> a metaphorical dad and his son. It is Hotch and his young genius son, Reed. Yes. Um, and so, as, uh, as you noted, Reed cannot shoot, but Hotch believes in him because he believes in his beautiful son's abilities. Hmm. Um, and then... Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead.
0: I mean, Hotch just has, like, 14 guns and is kind of showing off and not really mm-hmm. teaching. I'm just going just gonna to put that out there that, like, Reed can't shoot,
1: but also Hotch is being kind
0: of a dick. So
1: that. is like, watch this. And he pulls a gun out of his ankle holster and puts one right through the head of the target. And uh, Reed's like, that's very impressive. And Reed puts a hole through the crotch of the target. And Hotch is like, yeah. did Elle teach you that? Um,
0: oh.
1: Because Hotch thinks man. that... Yeah, he's, exactly. He's like, only your mom, Elle, would have taught you to shoot a target in the junk. <sighs> Um, Listen, Hodge, it's useful. (laughs) And so we cut back uh, to Illinois where the kid playing football with his dad, like, turns around and he sees that his dad is dead. And as we learned um, from a new study this week, his dad is almost certainly dead because of a traumatic brain injury. Um, I think the numbers – actually, I should look up the numbers rather than just throwing them around but it's something like 96% of um, all pro- NFL players. Um,
0: oh, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You saw this? Uh, yeah, this is like, yeah, just yesterday. Um, for professional NFL players, 96% um, of the ones studied had uh, chronic tra- traumatic encephal- encephalopathy, encephalopathy. Yeah. Encephalopathy. And, um, something like 76% of people who had played football at any point in their lives, uh, in high school or college, also had it. So that's kind of astounding, in my opinion. And that is, that. so my first thought was that's how the father died when, um, son turns around and sees that his father is dead. Is that, um,
0: yeah.
1: It's brain trauma. But actually, that was not the case. Um, he was shot by a sniper. <laughs> right. Right. In my opinion, it's a missed um, opportunity, but whatever.
0: I mean, there's so many missed opportunities on the show. Um, so, right, so the guy's like, oh, my God, dead. I have, what did I write here? Oh, Hotch carries two guns is fancy. Um, yep. Yeah. So then we find out that he has, like, one stashed in his sock?
1: I think it's in his sock, yes. Yeah, um, right. He needs to shoot something in his shoe. Yeah, Um, And this, I mean, the cutting back and forth I found really troubling because it it felt like it was um, drawing a comparison between, you know, police violence and criminal violence, but it's not. Mm. This this episode in many ways is not doing that. Um, In fact, this episode has some, in my opinion, really kind of horrifying ideas both about gun violence and about uh, fathers and sons. Interesting. Uh, In the sense that everybody is Reed's father in this episode. This is a very Reed grows up intensive episode. Mm, Um, It's true. I I think episode, correct me if I'm wrong, is episode seven, the episode where he grows pubic hair?
0: That's not until season
1: two. Okay. So. Uh, That's an exciting one.
0: That's like the premiere of season two. It's cute.
1: Um And so, according to Hotch, when he joined the BAU, Gideon told him that you don't oh, have he- to carry a gun to kill someone, um, which is, like, I think it's meant to sound really thoughtful, but it's also, I think, kind of terrifying. The idea that you could, like, kill someone with your brain? Well, yeah. What do they... I mean, what, is that what they're talking about? Like, you don't need a gun to kill someone. You can use a knife. Or is it like, right. you need a gun to kill someone. You can just fuck with their head and see what they do to themselves. Yeah, I
0: think, that's the, I think the latter is what, they're, is what they mean, or what Gideon means. Um, yeah. You can actually make someone hurt themselves. Or you can sort of, like, trick them into doing what you need them to do or something, like, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll do it to themselves, you don't need to do it with a gun, which, like, I guess,
1: I mean, that's, that's consistent, I think, with, um, what, two episodes ago, when, um, uh, Gideon disarms the killer in, where is it, Arizona, um, the guy who's killing all those rich housewives?
0: Yes.
1: Oh, I in San Diego. Like, San Diego. That's right. Yeah. Um, right. I feel like that, that That. to me was like, oh, that's what this is going to be about again. I was like, cool. It's going to be another episode about um, how you don't need to shoot every single suspect in the world. But spoiler alert, that is not what this episode is about. No, it happens. This episode is very much about how if you learn how to shoot a gun well enough, your father will finally love you. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's true um, so like then we cut to the BAU right the bullpen
1: yeah yeah JJ is bringing the case to the game
0: yeah but before that we have this scene that's like just super mean uh, where L says that Reed didn't pass his qualification yeah and Gideon's like whatever dude he can retest like it's very much not a big deal but then Morgan is just like the worst human being and he has this whistle
1: yeah, yeah Morgan um, gives Reed uh, I mean I think it's meant to be a rape whistle, right the joke is that Reed is a woman because he can't fire a gun
0: I think so I think like yeah I mean
1: yeah I was gonna say that I didn't think about that the first time I saw the episode but
0: you know um yeah are just like you know this like real real cops or real strong dudes carry guns and like since you can't here's a whistle Ah, also, super...
1: <laughs> um, I, I understand this is contrary to the way we've been speaking about this, but I think it's very funny that Reed could have passed his gun test with a genius. <laughs> nice try, Reed. Better luck next time. I
0: mean, I guess it's supposed to just remind us that geniuses have no hand-eye coordination.
1: <laughs> exactly. I guess. Um, maybe if he played more for a person shooter video game.
0: Right, right. Maybe less reading, more sports. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that. So yeah. He Morgan like flicks this this whistle at Reed, and it's just like super mean. And yeah, and it's like more of this, you know, whole like I'm your big brother. I'm gonna mess okay. with
1: you, but it's just mean.
0: And um, it's so very JJ, much right, being being
1: so teased by his older brother.
0: Yeah. Um, and so, like, then they're in the, I guess, well, JJ with, like, super blonde hair. I just, I can't stop looking at it. It's, like, aggressively, it's, like, white blonde, weird. It's weird.
1: Um, is it more blonde this week than it had been in the past?
0: Um. Maybe it's the same blonde. I think I'm just thinking about, like, future JJ and how her hair, like, oh. in the future just looks more like, Normal color. I don't. Know. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's very sorry. shiny. So yeah, JJ. I
1: like the distinction between blonde and normal.
0: I don't know. It just is very aggressive. We colored whatever. Um, so then. Right. So JJ says that they have this right, this case, and the FBI doesn't have a great record of dealing with snipers.
1: Well, um, okay. I actually yeah. th- this is this was one of my favorite moments um, I, when they're like, yeah, there's this sniper, and then I, someone probably hatches like, actually, we don't use the word sniper because that would be disrespectful to actual sniper. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So like, a sniper is a professional.
0: This guy
1: is uh, a
0: poser. He's a poser. Exactly. He's a wannabe sniper, right? Yeah,
1: right. who's this loser just shooting people for fun? If he's Whatever. going to be an American sniper, then he doesn't deserve to be called a sniper at
0: all. Oh. oh <laughs> and God. that's where the nice the
1: term LDSK comes from. Is They're like, we don't call them snipers. We call them long-distance serial killers, which is like, okay, that, that abbreviation works better for you than sniper, I guess. Go ahead.
0: Fine. You do what you got to do. That's
1: fine. Yep. Um, and they note oh. that the FBI has never successfully profiled a sniper. So, of course, their best bet is to get the criminal profiling team flown out on a private jet to Illinois. Because
0: they'll be... Really the, only the only
1: way. way.
0: I, had a, I don't remember if this comes up later in the episode. I don't think I wrote it down. But I was thinking again about... Um, do you remember uh, Lee Boyd Malvo and there was another dude who was shooting people in, in D.C. a few years ago? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, yes, I do. And I
0: don't remember if they
1: bring it up in here again, but I was thinking I about They like, mentioned it recently.
0: They mentioned it. Okay, so I'm not, so maybe it just isn't like a, a brain worm that got in and that's
1: why I was thinking about it. But No, go for it.
0: Um, but I don't know, Just sometimes the show makes me remember like things that happened um, that are like sort of parallel to their cases, like, I remember that having happened. Um, and then there's this episode, like, in the future where they talk about anthrax and stuff like that. So, I don't know, just, like, the the way that, like, real life and this show sort of, like, bump up against each other and is, like, uncomfortable sometimes. Anyway, I hear that. Um, So, okay, I have this weird... It's I have Michi, necrophilia, and
1: underkill
0: all in a row in my notes, and I don't know what this means, okay. but I'm... <laughs>
1: that we can parse this. Okay, so Nietzsche and Underkill. I know what you're referring to. we Okay. Yet, I do not know what you're referring I to. I don't know. It. what it it's never
0: necrophilia. Okay. Well, maybe.
1: Okay. Anyway. Uh, oh. Nietzsche is who uh, gets, who uh, Gideon quotes on the airplane. Um, right. As it, the, the, the uh, Nietzsche quote is the airplane ticket, as uh, I think you described it. Um, An underkill is because they note that this sniper has only, this unsnipe, has only <laughs> killed one person, and that for most of his victims, he shoots them in the belly, so they go to the hospital and survive.
0: Right. Okay. I don't know why I thought not um, so feel
1: like I mean, maybe they mentioned in passing. They, I think they said that, like, most serial killers have a tendency to, like, hang out with the bodies, and that's what makes yeah. it like, so weird.
0: That's why. That's why it says necrophilia. Although that's not the same thing. Like, chilling out with a body is not necrophilia. Necrophilia yeah, it's is belief.
1: You know, if there's one thing that we can impart on the younger generation, it's that there's a lot of ways you can hang out with a dead body without having sex with it. <laughs> For example, so give many. each other hand jobs. Right. Each other? I guess. Or or whatever. I'm just trying to say you don't need to have sex with a corpse until you're really ready. <laughs> Right, it's important that people... That what the kids at school say.
0: Right, right. I mean, you don't... Right, we don't want to get a... Yeah, yeah. It's important to to act responsibly with dead bodies.
1: Yeah. Um, And so they also note that... um, Hotch notes... This is a very Hotch-intensive episode. It's really all about Hotch and Reed's father-son relationship. It is. Um, But Hotch says that most snipers have, like, a history in the military or with the police, which, like... So they are, like, professionals. Like, I don't... Does sniper only... Like, this, does the offense he took at the term sniper mean that it's only a sniper if you're actively paid by the government to do sniping? I don't know. It doesn't oh. make no sense. I mean, that does make sense. It does make sense for that to... Only if you're an American sniper starring Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and you be considered oh. a sniper. This is our sniper. And, and so they... As soon as they arrive in uh, Des Plaines, Illinois... They walk into a room where, like, these two doctors are super angry at each other. Um, yes. And, and I couldn't, I was like, what are they yelling about? Who are these guys? And, like, immediately Gideon's, like, trying to shake their hands. And one of the doctors is like, I don't shake hands. And I was like, oh, I'll bet this doctor's a super killer. This dude's definitely a sniper. Um, but he wasn't. I was totally wrong. No. He was a classic red herring. He was just a cranky doctor. He's just a sociopath.
0: I think Gideon says, like, he has later, he has, like, yeah. the, one of
1: the worst
0: worst cases of maybe it's borderline personality disorder he's ever.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but this whole thing just made me, I mean, I've never seen the show House, but I, I think this is what I imagine that it is, is, like, people being mad and then being like, I fixed a thing that was really hard to fix, and yeah. I'm,
1: uh,
0: yeah, I'm a genius.
1: Yeah, no, it's really true. It's I, I feel like it's very aligned with like our concept that a uh, bedside manner is in no way relevant to medical practice. Right. Right. And that as long as you are competent with a scalpel, you are a perfect doctor. Doctor, right. Um.
0: um.
1: So their first, I, I really loved how quickly Hotch figured this out. This is like a wild thing to discover, but they like go to the site where the sniper um, shot the dad playing football and also someone playing with a kite. And immediately yep. Hotch is like, the sniper definitely made a fake handicap parking spot and parked <laughs> in it and shot people from there. Which, like, is that a thing? Can you do that? I have never heard of that happening. Um I also he's like he made a fake handicapped parking spot so nobody would park there. But it's like, well, it's still a spot. Like maybe a handicapped person was gonna go to the park that day. You don't know? Yeah. I I, don't, I think it was a bad move on the part of the diaper.
0: Like, can you can is this the kind of like how do you get a fake parking spot? Fake thing. I do you, you just get I don't know. I guess, like, this is why this guy is a murderer and I'm not?
1: Because he's thought about these things more? I was wondering why this guy was a murderer and you're not. Right. I mean, that we know of, but yeah. I don't know. That's literally my only question. Right. (laughs) Um, And so then they figure out that the killings tend to take place around, like, 315. um, Because that's when, like, cops have, like, shift changes. Yes. So they the figure ship, like that's yes. when there's less cops on the street, which like I wonder if that's true because it's like that's some good ass advice for how to break the law. Yeah, it is. It is. They they actually literally say like how many non-law enforcement people know about that, and they're like probably none. It's like well, probably. Well, now everyone knows. knows. I said it. Yeah.
0: It's your fault. Everyone knows now.
1: Uh and while they're figuring out the scheduling thing, um the Dr. Cranky walks back in and he's like, What up assholes? I just saved a life or whatever. Um and that's another time where we're like, This guy is so cranky, he is probably a serial killer. Now my actual my next note on Criminal Mind is something that I'm sure you were excited about, which is the Garcia Morgan phone call.
0: Yeah I was he's
1: like Yeah. No, it's, great. it's like, Garcia you were thinking of me? Yes. I can't believe they're not hooking up yet. I mean... Maybe they are. Maybe they are in secret. Maybe it's like Mulder and Scully, where you never really know when they start hooking up. Right. Um, right. Let's,
0: they are the Mulder and Scully
1: of, of criminal minds. Yes. Yeah. In so many ways. In many ways.
0: We think the shooter is a cop or a marine.
1: Yes. because um, literally everything points to uh him being a cop. Which sounds oh. like oh. that's cool. Um but then I, the Illinois cop that they're well. working with, he's like, No, I think he's probably in the army because he could not be a cop because all cops are awesome. Sure. I think that's what literally, literally every, that's every cop on this episode is like, there's no chance he's a cop.
0: No. We don't do anything wrong.
1: Yeah. Um no. and then the next scene is um we have two people having brunch. Ugh.
0: Uh,
1: this is the worst. And then, yeah. Then the unspeaked everybody at the brunch place.
0: And then but like the worst part of the scene, I think, is like this little girl who's just screaming. Yes. Like that's the worst. that's the part I mean, there's a, there's like, you know, that part where the woman is like I don't feel well. I might have been shot in the stomach. Or maybe it's just, like, botulism. Yeah. I don't know. But then, like, yeah, she's bleeding. And then there's a bunch of gunfire. And then there's a screaming child, which is, like, yeah. I I don't.
1: Ugh. Creepy. Creepy. Like, weird. Very I don't creepy. know if you understand, Chanel, but this is real. The stakes are <sighs> high. Real life. There is an unsnipe loose on the streets of Death Plains, Illinois.
0: <laughs> an unsnipe Right. Yeah. I keep forgetting. I have to remind Um,
1: myself that this is this is
0: real and the stakes are high.
1: That's that's exactly right, and that's what a screaming girl is meant to remind (sighs) you. It is real and the stakes are high. Um, And so that. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Go ahead. Uh,
0: This is weird because this is just like my the notes that I wrote down are like very sporadic. So I feel like this is just like. We're just connecting. I'm just trying to connect it off with my notes. I have works out obsessively.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Because that's when the next scene is they, they get the cops together they're like, okay, here's our profile of the unsnipe. which it's worth remembering, the FBI has never successfully profiled uh, a sniper before. But they're like, anyway, gather around. Here's the profile. It's the profile. Um, and so they say he's a male, probably a veteran, <laughs> drives a sweet, a big car maybe a sweet, customized sedan, works out obsessively, and he has no friends.
0: No friends!
1: Ah. I love that they mention that. They're like, listen, no matter who this guy is, he definitely has no friends. No
0: friends. Which
1: is a pretty sick burn. Um, And we also (laughs) see among the cops, uh, Tony Dennison, who would later play a cop on The Closer and its Golden Palace-style spinoff, Major Crimes, is this like one of He's those. The cop cases with the gray hair.
0: The cop with the. Okay, so this isn't like we know who the unsub is because famous person.
1: Actually, it is. We are, we are, we're not okay. there yet, but yes. As soon as I saw him, I was like, okay, well, that's the guy. Um, okay. I guess I'll just spoil it and say it's a guy from Psych. <laughs> and he was also on Deadwood, but I know him better from Psych. I mean. Um, And so I love that Hotch is like, the unsniped might be a cop. And everyone, all the cops are like, that's ridiculous. Absolutely not.
0: It's never happened before. Give me an example of a time a cop has ever gone rogue. Never. Never happened.
1: And no one can produce Um, any information. Yeah. And then Reed literally says that without a gun, he feels like he looks like a teacher's assistant. Um, And that is psychotic. You
0: do, though.
1: (laughs) I, I concur that he looks like a teacher's assistant. However, you I do. don't think her son is what makes the difference between a regular person and a teacher's assistant. It's true. He just seems like really uh, wants a gun.
0: Yeah, he really feels like sort of impotent without a gun. It's interesting. Um, yeah, maybe
1: it's just the dad is all about guns.
0: Maybe. And Gideon is like, I don't care if you carry a gun or not. Which, like, do is that true, dude? Like, I think you kind of care.
1: Well, what he says is that um, the best weapon they have is a thorough and accurate profile. Profile.
0: Which I think we can agree in this situation they don't have. <laughs> right? Yeah. They did. Right. Okay. So, like, Reed kind of needs a gun, in other words. <laughs> Because we don't have any. No one has shit in this episode, basically.
1: Um,
0: And then there's a reference to the Patriot Act, which was like kind of chilling, bone chilling, basically. Oh, yeah, that was the
1: worst. Um, Because they tell all the cops when they give them the profile, they're like, listen, don't tell anybody about this profile because it'll definitely get someone killed. And then immediately they turn on the news, and a reporter's like, there's a sniper, and here's the profile. Um, so they just, like, they walk over to the reporter, and they're like, you need to tell us who the leak is. And he's like, no, I'm a journalist. And they're like, well, we'll arrest you under the Patriot Act.
0: Under the Patriot Act, and he's like, okay, right, yes, I will tell right. you. Uh, and this episode was made in, two th- I want to say this was, like, 2005. Yeah. So the Patriot Act yeah. is, like, a pretty...
1: Yeah, it was just a, a baby like, back then. Realness, it was, it was. Yeah, that was. I I agree. That was a very chilling moment. Um, <sighs> so like we will arrest you right now on camera using the Patriot Act, and he's like, "Um, please don't do that. I will give you everything you want." Yeah. Like
0: that's some fuck. That's some realness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: that's not. Someone that's like that was everything. happening.
1: And then uh. Hotch calls Garcia. I really liked this a lot. Hotch calls Garcia. And, uh, she answers the phone being like, How wet do you want it? And Hotch is immediately like, It's hot. It's Hotch, 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 Please don't talk to me like I am Morgan. <laughs> so gross. I love it. He's like afraid. Yeah. He's afraid, like, afraid of like. He recognizes. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, listen, I know that you and Morgan have this whole will they or won't they or are they currently thing going on. Please. Right. Please don't.
0: I'm a married man. I'm married to Andy from Dawson's Creek. She's
1: really unpleasant. I'm married to Andy from Dawson's Creek, and they're having a baby named Gideon. <laughs> that's not what they name him, just so you know.
0: Whoa. I know. I just ruined a lot of things for you. But that's not what he's named. Oh,
1: Shit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry to be a hater, but that is some bullshit.
0: But they're not naming him Gideon. Yeah. I mean, um,
1: but whatever. I guess everybody gets to make their own choices.
0: Whatever. I'm disappointed uh, again in this show. Uh.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so they track the cell phone that gave the tip, and it belongs to a cop. And they're right. like, "Where is this?" Phone, and it's exactly where they are in the park because they're doing a little, like, play where they pretend to do the sniping again, so they could put themselves into the mind of the sniper. Mm-hmm. And uh, they figure out that it's probably this one cop named McCarty, um, who's hanging out in the trunk of the car. In the trunk of the car, as you do. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, because he's the um, he's the one pretending to be the sniper in their little play. Yep. Yep. And so they uh, swarm, they bring the SWAT team, they swarm on the car, uh, and, like, immediately the unsnipe shoots McCarty in the head.
0: Well, that's so that's taken care of.
1: Right. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Mission uh, and accomplished. And then Garcia is, like, using data from where the snipings occurred and figures out that it's close to a hospital, or two hospitals. Um, and now... Finally, Gideon's like, oh, I bet it was that cranky doctor.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Uh,
0: I think Gideon goes to talk to Dr. Cranky. Yes. And he says he was busy with something, and Gideon says busy with what? And he says things? Is that...
1: Like, very cranky.
0: Very cranky. And then I wrote house, uh, house question mark. I, busy with what things? I guess he's like trying to get him to, um, admit that he may have been involved. I don't know. Yeah,
1: something like that. But he's not. But, he's just a, a cranky mean doctor with no. Yeah. Right. Uh, which happened.
0: It does happen. Um, and then, so we're so like we now we're in the hospital,
1: right? Right, and now because they're just like wandering around yeah. the hospital.
0: Um, sure. And that's
1: when they run into Timothy Amundman, who is the actor whom I recognized uh, from oh. Psych. So I'm like, okay, well okay. then, it's definitely him.
0: Okay. Um, and this is when, so they're like, oh right, so they're in the hospital and get in. And uh, Hotch is like. He sends Reed to go find this guy, I think, or something, or like go find somebody. All I remember is like Reed walking down this the, the hospital corridor and then just getting like a
1: Yeah. Yeah, like immediately. Just um, like right, they figure yeah. out that it's the guy and they're like, Okay, let's go oh they send Reed to tell Gideon that it's oh, the Gideon, okay. And then instead the guy catches Reed, immediately knocks him out with his gun.
0: Just like yeah. Just punches – them just
1: sounds real bad.
0: Um And the lights are out.
1: Yeah, and things get really scary. It's like a little party or whatever. Oh, but I also really like um when they're trying to figure out who it is, they're like, okay, it's someone who works at this hospital, and it's not Dr. Frankie. And they're talking to, like, this woman at the hospital, and um they're like, okay, so we think it's someone who works here. Okay. Who uh-huh. sucks the most here? And she's like, oh, my God, I know exactly who it is.
0: Right. Of the people who work um, here, I have immediately managed to isolate this one yeah. person.
1: It's the one who sucks the most. The
0: yeah, that's basically it. They're like, okay, so in the profile is like someone who sucks. Who yeah. sucks?
1: She's like, I know exactly who sucks. It's um, sucks. Yeah. And so now uh, the unsnipe has Reed and Hotch and a bunch of the hostages. Yeah. And they find out that he was, in fact, briefly a cop, but he got kicked out of being a cop because he lied about why he was discharged from the Army or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, worth noting that you can't get kicked out of being a cop for, like, murdering a minority. <laughs> but, oh,
0: and, yeah. No, you can't, apparently, at all.
1: Uh, <sighs> but lie about your military record. And uh, and you're out. You're out. out.
0: Shame of the shame of the United States military, and it's over. Yeah. Um, I wrote in capital letters, he works out. I don't know if, like, yeah. is there a point where it becomes abundantly clear that this guy
1: works out? I don't know if it's super clear. I mean, he's in, like, reasonably good shape, but, like, they're just, like, they mention that he works out. They're like, oh, yeah, okay. he definitely, this guy definitely works out. It's definitely-,
0: it's definitely him. He's a dick who works out.
1: We got it. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um. So then this whole scene with Reed and Hutch and um, the unsub is, like, really weirdly lit. It's, like, creepily lit. Yeah. There's, like, it's, like, glowing. <laughs> There's glowing and weird shading, and it's very creepy. I don't know if, yeah. Um, I, I agree. So, like,
1: it's a super creepy scene. Lighting is fucked up. That's what I wrote. Um,
0: yeah,
1: true. Did sure. you want to talk about... um? Hosh's strategy.
0: Yeah, this whole thing of like, which is, I I thought like a little scary in itself about how quickly like Hosh can turn on this like, I don't know, I I don't know what to call it, like how quickly he can like lock into this guy's brain.
1: Yeah. And then just
0: like make it work, make this whole thing happen.
1: Yeah, no, Hotch is immediately like, I know what the strategy is. I'm going to convince this guy that I am also a serial killer. Yeah. Um. And so he's like, listen, I know you're going to kill us, and that's fine, but let me beat the <laughs> shit out of Reed first.
0: Kid, Let me beat the shit out of this kid. Yeah, he's like, they set me up by sending me in with this kid.
1: Right. Um, and, yeah. Uh, the serial killer's like, yeah, sounds good. Beat this guy up. That's great. Um, great.
0: Let's
1: like, yeah, yeah. And so this is so frustrating and weird because the cops are like, okay, we're about to burst in to get this guy, and um, and Gideon's like, no, don't, don't do it yet. Give them a chance to like talk this out with him. And the cops are like, okay, we'll give him a couple minutes. And it's like, oh wow, they're really going for the nonviolent resolution. It's like, no, yeah. they're not.
0: No, uh, they're not. Hotch
1: is yeah. pretending to kick Reed so that Reed can get Hotch's stock gun. And then he nails the unsnipe right between the eyes. Right between the eyes.
0: Yeah. Is. Um, right. Gideon says they're not unarmed. They have his profile, <laughs> and I wrote, and Hodge has an extra gun. Yep. So like, I mean, come on. Um, yeah. And then uh, the unsub says to Hotch, "Oh, he says you're one sick dude." And Hotch says, "Yeah. How do I think I found? How do you think I found you?" Yeah. Classic. And then oh. oh. This was killing me the entire time. This is weird. I couldn't, I kept looking at the unsub and being like, are you Kirk from Gilmore Girls?
1: Like, you're not. He's not Kirk from Gilmore Girls, but I agree that he looks like Kirk from Gilmore Girls.
0: I really thought it was Kirk from Gilmore Girls. It's fine. It wasn't. Sorry to disappoint you. Although it would have been, like, I would not have a hard time believing that Kirk from Gilmore Girls is a serial killer, though. So, it would have been fine. Yeah, that adds up. So then this guy, right, so this guy is dead, um, and there's this, like, moment of, like, throwing his file down on, like, a random table and then a Shakespeare quote.
1: Uh, Yes. Um, And literally, Hotch gives his service weapon to read, um, and he says to him, as far as I'm concerned, you pass your qualification.
0: You passed your qualification. Even though Reed is like, I kind of was not aiming to kill him. But I did. So like, why don't you give me a gun now?
1: Yeah, I also had no idea that the way you pass your qualification is just whenever Hotch decides to give you a gun you're not licensed for.
0: Right. So like what was this all about in the first place? Could have Hotch just did this like you know what?
1: We're cool. Just, like, you're good. Just take my gun. My name is registered to it. You have it now. Right. It's fine.
0: There's nothing sketchy or dubious about
1: this at all. We're good. This is as much my gun as yours. Yep. Oh, and then Reed gives Morgan his whistle back. Yeah. It's like, like fuck me, you, Morgan. bro. I'm the man now. Right. I shot a man's
0: Right. Death. That's right. Take your whistle. Fuck off. Um oh yeah I wrote yes the whistle fuck you morgan um there's a a little a little yeah, right so so um, uh Hotch is like I hope you understood what I was trying to do and I'm sorry if I see you and reed says um Hotch, I was a 12-year-old child prodigy in a Las Vegas public school you kick like a 9-year-old girl yeah there's that. a little yeah Um, and then what happens? Oh, yeah, then they're on the plane again, and some people are sleeping, which I like to take note of. Um, and Reed and Gideon have this moment where Gideon tells him that he's proud of him. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says, you got to remember three things about having a gun. Yes. You did what you had to do. A lot of good people are alive because of what you did. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. The end. Yeah. Yeah. He has finally earned his father's love by shooting a man to death.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Um, Yeah. Okay. So I'll just like incredibly spoil this. And In season 10, which just ended, um, there's all, I don't know, as the show goes on, there's sort of like all of these little um, moments where the, if you've been a long-time viewer, then you sort of get rewarded by, like, having something happen. Um, oh. they, they, it's like a, a callback, a callback from the, like, very distant future. And this episode actually ends up being um, one of those, which is a, it's sort of at the end of season 10 that they call back to this one, which is just an interesting,
1: oh. interesting moment. Feeling rewarded for the. So being... I have to wait nine years for to really get into what it means about Reed's first kill.
0: Yeah. It's, it's mainly just, like, you should know that this is the first time that Reed has killed somebody. Right. And that it, like, impacts him later in, like, in life. Um, but that's, that's it, kind of it. Um, I think so yeah, Gideon but, yeah. said
1: something to yeah. that effect, too. Gideon's, like, uh, even if you don't think you're feeling fucked up now, you will eventually.
0: Oh, yeah, this will fuck you up. No question. Not right now, but in the future. Fucked up. Don't worry. Right.
1: You're going to be maybe just like... Maybe not today and maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life.
0: In the future.
1: Fucked up. Yes.
0: Ugh. So that's terrible. Um, so okay, that's that so episode. This was
1: like, not my favorite episode of this show.
0: No. Not at all. Not a favorite.
1: Uh, Do you think it's your least I, favorite or it's just, like, not your favorite so far? I think just not my favorite. I don't know if it's not my okay. least favorite. Um, I'm hoping that the show will move away from this, like, weirdly long streak of episodes about Reed becoming a man.
0: Um, I I, I fear the worst. I mean, I'm thinking about the rest of the season, and there is – let me look. Well, in the meantime, let me say that next week's episode is called The Fox, or next episode is called The Fox, um, and the air date was November ninth, 2005. Uh, and I think that's mostly, it's next week is like, I mean, they're all fucked up, but next week is a, next week is particularly delightful, uh, in terms of like deranged serial killers. Um, I'm looking at what goes on in the next couple. No, I mean, Reed becoming a man, it's kind of like, what they're going to do for a couple of episodes, not necessarily in a row, but like, it's not going to go
1: away anytime soon. Okay.
0: So just gird your loins for that.
1: that Oh, my loins as girded as they can be. Damn. Okay. Yeah. No, it's pretty girded.
0: Okay. As long as we're girded.
1: CBA. Uh,
0: and, oh, next, next episode, Andy from Dawson's Creek does does return. So I'm immediately miserable.
1: Hi. So we're going to get some more of Hotch's private life?
0: Oh, a little bit, yeah. I'm afraid so. Andy McPhee. God,
1: okay. Do you know where we're going next time?
0: Um, oh, it's a great question. I Thanks. don't know. No, I want to say that we're in... That they don't have to go anywhere.
1: Ooh. I mean, really, what I want from anything that, like, in the DC area, is like more information about where Garcia is.
0: Right. The bunker.
1: Sure. Right. Sure. So presumably we'll get some more details on that eventually.
0: Eventually. All
1: right. Well, should we uh, sign off for the for this episode?
0: Let us. Let us sign off.
1: Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at unsubpod, and you can find each of us individually. I'm at muffneckguff.
0: and I'm at Chanel Dubowski. Thanks for listening to unsubpod. See you at the at the new
1: handicapped parking spot. You never it. Yes,
0: yes. We will see you there.